Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here, as always, with my friend Vic Mattis of the Free Beacon and the Sub Beacon Podcast, which you can find on Patreon. We are your morning show for any hour. How are you doing? Hello, Mary Catherine. I'm doing fine. I had a, uh, a, a nice start to my morning. I, I worked out while watching the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. I love it. That's it, the two genders. Is it? Lifting weights while watching it's, the Jubilee. It, it was really quite, it was like actually counter to my, wanna, you know, it's not something to get me pumped, but it was intriguing. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of pageantry, horses. Yes. I was watching it on Fox and it's funny because, you know, they're trying to constantly have to, you know, you can't have any dead air, right? right? So, I mean, they do from time to time say, let's just look, let's just appreciate the moment right now. But they're always trying to find things to talk about. Of course. On the mall and the red carpet and different things. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just hearing what they're saying. So Piers Morgan is, you know, one of the Oh, co-hosts. very nice. So, yes. yes. So he's a pro, right? I mean, he obviously knows what he's talking about. He knows about. the stuff. He yeah. knows the stuff. So and he's it, talking even if he doesn't, about. he sounds like he does because he's British. Because the accent, you yeah. get bonus points for the accent, right? <laughs> and they bring in some other guests. I won't say her name. She will remain nameless. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy her. I enjoy her generally on the show. But it was very funny watching this particular this, this particular anchor anchor yes. on in London because it, it started to feel to me like a lot of the commentary she was giving us was based on the Netflix series The Crown. <laughs> if you'll remember, in remember season three, right? No, she almost said that. And there was a there was a point where she was talking about well, as as you know. Uh, you know, the queen did meet with Billy Graham and I'm like, I saw that, you know? And then, (laughs) and then later on she was like, uh, uh, she was talking about, you know what, what about the strife, you know, in between the first and the second child, you know, there was this tension between, between Elizabeth and of course, Prince Philip. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, why don't don't you just talk about the boat in Gibraltar? I I could almost picture it because I am picturing it. What you got to do is what I do is which you, you wiki a little bit that's not in the series. Oh, great. And then you're you like, oh, look names. at me. Look at me. I know things. We could talk about Bertie and David. I got to say the Jubilee, it snuck up on me. I Did. knew it was coming. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're doing, well, we're doing this now. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a huge royal watcher. I'm more just a Kate Middleton watcher. That's what I am. Well, I she like, she I looked just, lovely. She was in this white always, dress. Always. Always. Uh, and Harry and Meghan Markle were not there. Not allowed. I thought they were not. Oh, they're not on, on, the, on the, balcony. the balcony. They're not right. on the balcony. Right. So I have no idea where they were. Demoted to the. Were they watching from a pub? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I went this morning to the uh, kids' end of school awards ceremony. Okay. There was not a kindergarten graduation, which I'm I sorry appreciate. To laugh, yeah. Because I don't think they need a cap and gown. Um, not for that. No, Mr. Incredible says this, right? It's yeah, like and I would have graduate. been like, You're missing the graduation. I would have been that Grinchy parent who was like, I mean, do we do we have to do this? Or could I just pass? But they do a nice show. Yeah, but anyway, they, they did a nice little ceremony where they give an award to each kid for, for their special skills. And my kindergarten, of course, has a very very specific set of skills. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why, why <laughs> wouldn't that be Neeson, yes. <laughs> no, I she, wouldn't be surprised. So she got a little award. Steve, we split up one one parent to each classroom. Ah, uh, yeah. And Steve was trolling me about whether I was going to cry. I do often cry. I'm not a big crier in general, but watching my kids on a oh. stage oh, is a thing yeah. for me. And yeah. particularly with singing, it gets me. So Christmas pageants, I'm a disaster. I think we've talked about that. And then I didn't cry so much during this one, even though there, there was some recitation of Bible verses, which I did get. I was like, oh, that's beautiful. 
The only part that I almost lost it was when at the very end, the kindergarten teacher says, parents, I would like to introduce you to your class of 2034. Oh. And I went, oh, I'm on my way to the grave, y'all. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> makes too me. too much. Yeah, that, that, that's like tears of my sadness yes, for myself. Yes, I can't even imagine that date. 2034. And then she said, you guys have a lot of work out of you. <laughs> so uh, was there singing? There was not singing. That's what saved me. Because sometimes the singing will do it. No, if, if they had sung, I would, not have, I would not have eye yeah. makeup on right now. They did not sing. Steve covered the, the older child, and she got a little, a little medal for all of her reading. And oh. So, yeah, we, we, the summer begins. The I'd, summer begins. I'd like to get a medal for reading. I feel like I deserve it. You do quite yeah, a bit. A- Alex, is la- Alex is back. Alex is back today. He deserves yeah. a medal just for editing oh. my stuff a little <laughs> Seriously. It's traumatic. Yes. Alex, yeah. Alex is back to tease us one one yeah. time only. Nice I didn't get enough attention when I left the right. first time, so I came back that's for right. more that's attention. Right. And then I'm gonna right. she's, she's like Michael Jordan. She, don't, she don't fake ex- retired. Tom Brady style. That's right. Don't expect a call out this time. <laughs> okay. So she's she's joining us for one last hurrah. So yes, the summer begins. next At the end of this week, we are going to meet my parents further south in Virginia. I'm sending the kids to a camp in my hometown so they go to a little day camp there and then my parents oh. they stay at the grandparents and have a good old grandparent oh, time nice. yes this is like what we do uh with our kids some in the middle of the summer we send them to quote camp dwyer yes in connecticut yeah. <laughs> go on get away <laughs> from our right. house that's right no but everybody has a good time it cuts down on the work the grandparents have to do because they're at camp but we are taking a train down to meet my parents to drop them off because the oh, kids had said they yeah. wanted a that's so funny they wanted to do a train trip and so I may regret it when I'm on like hour six of the, it's, it's supposed to be like a two and a half hour trip, but you never know with the Amtrak. Two and a half, that's not bad. Because our, no, we're not going all the way down. My parents are meeting oh, got us it, partway got there. It, got it. Our, our kids apparently are doing the same thing. They're, tr- they're taking the train up. I love it. I know. Look so at us. Same page. Same, know, page. same page. Yeah. So I will ride with them on the train and point out whatever scenic things we can see in central Virginia. There's some cows. There's some grass. Our, and, you uh, know what our kids liked the best was actually the the, the food car. Yes, we will, I will definitely get them a hot yeah. dog. You got to have a hot you dog on the, have, yeah. on the Amtrak. On the Amtrak, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. So we're going to do that, and Very then they're going nice. to camp. And I have to discuss with you guys my camp dilemma. Okay. Okay. What do you so got? This is how camp works these days, right? In the times of COVID. Oh no. You sign up for the camp. You pay for the camp. You don't know exactly what the rules for the camp are going to be when you give them your money, okay? So this is in my quite liberal hometown of Durham. So I anticipate more rules there than other places, right? Even though I think at this point kids at a camp, this is, it's unnecessary to do masking or whatever. Yeah. They're not doing like vax passports or anything like oh, that. The masking is the question. I sent them last summer thinking there would be no masking, at least outdoors, and they made the mask. Outdoors. Uh, yeah. And again, I had paid the money, and it's like the day before, and they're not super clear about it before you get them there. Now, that's partly on me. I should be calling and like, what's the deal? But I'm not really that person. <laughs> so, so they go. They, they enjoyed themselves anyway, but... You know, I don't really love paying a premium for my kids to wear a mask outside in 90-degree weather in North Carolina. Cloth not... masks outside in 90-degree weather, yeah. So this time, I'm on the lookout. I'm not getting a very specific, there must be masks. So I'm like, well, they would be explicit about it. Finally, an email comes like two days ago. That in the supplies 
two clean masks are listed they need to bring with them? Because of some very close quarter indoor activity. <laughs> well, but here's the other thing. It's a, mu- it's a children's museum. The policy oh. on the website is masks optional in accordance with the North Carolina Health Department. So I say they go with no masks and I print them a picture yes. <laughs> of the site's sure. policy because surely they can't make me pay extra way more than people who are just visiting the museum to put masks on my children for the day, yeah. right? Take a stand. Well, That's the problem true. is your kids have to take the stand for you. Uh, yeah, I know. Right? I it is, <laughs> to be it is a lot person. to ask of them. I Although, understand. have I trained them on talking points? Obviously. Yeah. Last summer, actually, my youngest said, but I thought we were only doing things that were scientifical. That's a good word. Yeah, scientifical. So I think, uh, uh, look, I, I just don't think it's necessary. The policy clearly states that it's optional. And if I'm paying extra money for the camp that's at the same facility run by the same people, yeah. surely we're optional. Well, uh, I mean, it used to be that, you know, there are rules in place. They're illogical. You can argue that they're illogical and they don't actually follow the science, but there's still rules. Now the rules are no longer in place. So now what are we talking about here? They're just going to do it well, anyway. Well, and this is, this is the part that I don't enjoy about the COVID rules and COVID theater is that it does seem so capricious, right? Like I could yeah. pay my money and then they'll just change their minds. Oh yeah, that's and right. I don't I don't like that. And again, partly because no, I love I like my money, right? Right, and I want to pay for the experience that I want to yeah, get. That's right. But again, it, it's like you know all the rules and, and to get into the White House Correspondence Center. Yeah, it actually didn't make a difference. It did. didn't make any difference. And these are kids who are going and to these be are kids. They're going to be outside probably eighty percent of the time that they're yeah. at this camp. That's right. So keep us posted. I will. Oh, send them forth with their talking points. Be brave. No, it just, uh, when I saw the policy on the website, I was like, okay, we're, we're running with mm-hmm. this. This is, this is my thing. Oh. I'm going to print it out and stick it on their shirts. Yeah. That's <laughs> optional at the museum. The question, I'll, I'll be really curious how many of the other kids will also be. Well, I mean, again, this is in North Carolina. I, I got no problem with that. About do other kids. Will other kids actually be masked outside? Right. Well, I mean, and do they feel like they other kids? To? Other kids at their school are still masked, and if that's their parents' yeah. choice and that's their choice, it's like it's whatever. Everybody because, does their thing. Yeah. But there's no, again, I think yeah. the school handled that well, and there's no sort of mm-hmm. uh, trolling about it. Yeah, apparently, same at my daughter's school as well. But I think fewer and fewer kids are now wearing masks throughout the day, so it's a good sign. Yes, maybe. Speaking of masks, I will give a brief update before we move to the obviously most important news of the day, which is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. But before I move to that, since we're on the topic of masks, as a as a mask expert and correspondent to this show, the Department of Justice is asking federal appeals court to reverse the order lifting travel mask mandate. In a 48-page document filed in the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, the Justice Department argues that the order issued by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in early 2021 falls easily within the CDC's statutory authority. What? This, this isn't going to play well politically. I don't think they actually think this is necessary. I think what they want is to preserve the CDC's statutory authority, right? That's right. I, I think at this point it's about the, the precedent and the rule and having them have that authority and defending it. And... The only way you can fix that if the, is if the CDC 
decides, hey, hey, the uh, you know the science tells us that it's probably safe to not have masks on planes, which have the the, the cleanest filtration system right. anywhere. But they don't seem to be doing that, and so as a result, they're all in. The administration is just all in, despite the fact that a lot of people. This whole thing is really not on the top of their list anymore. Well, and also, if you, look you, at you could concerns. be you could be correct on the science. Like, let's say I just conceded the science, you would still have to have the authority to do yeah. the thing you're doing, and that part to me is l- real lacking. And right. and again, governments that do not have the authority, regardless of whether they are right, mm-hmm. do not have the power to do these things to us. So, are they taking so this? It's actually, a very por- yeah. important part of our society. So the lessons you learn on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, knowing. You know, and what's the NBC thing? Knowing is not knowing is half the battle. Is GI Joe yes. the other one? GI Joe. We should <laughs> just go with is, that one. Knowing is half the battle. No, but I, what are they going to do? Take this all the way to the Supreme Court? Is that what they're hoping? I don't for? know. It seems. Could you like, imagine midway if they decide on airplanes? Oh, we now have to well, go back so, to wearing so the masks. They're so self-destructive as a as an administration. As an administration. Like, sure, let's just take this through a couple court rounds while we're gearing up for the worst midterms yeah. an in-power party has seen in yeah. a decade. And in the middle of summer travel. So, I, I mean, I understand there are people who feel very strongly and say, we need to get the masks back on. I see people out here like this. Okay. Right. You know, but they feel strong. But there are a lot of people who are, and people who work in the airline industry who, as we know from videos, not just one airline, who felt totally liberated right. when they finally dropped I know. Work. That was so nice for the employees who had to do that all yeah. the time. Um, well, that's where it stands now. I, you know, I think it's misguided politically at the very least. Oh, again, politically, if you look at the list of uh, priorities that people have, you know, it's really about inflation. COVID is not quite up there. No. <laughs> except, except for them to say, I don't like how you're handling this. Yeah. That's the main. That's right. That's right. That's the main thing. The big news. Oh. Breaking yesterday afternoon. The verdict in the local Fairfax County. Fairfax, just uh, next door. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard defamation suit. Now, just to set the table for you guys, I know we've talked about this before. Amber Heard wrote an op-ed in 2018 for the Washington Post. It was orchestrated by the ACLU, which, by the way, has egg on their face over having done this. (laughs) And in it, she referenced abuse that she had suffered, alleged abuse that she had suffered. Never mentioned his name. Right. Did not mention Johnny Depp's name, but Johnny Depp said that this this accusation, which referred obliquely to some to a restraining order she had in 2016 and some accusations she had made then, ruined his career. Mm-hmm. That he got taken off of Pirates of the Caribbean and, and uh, a bunch of other projects. Dior, interesting, was, was the one thing that did not drop him. Oh, you'll him. still find those ads yeah. with him. Is- so he alleged that he'd lost all this money. She was countersuing him, I believe him for 50 million, was saying, yes. suing her for 50 million, her for maybe like even more, I think, 100 That's million right. or something. Yes, the countersuit. To say, he's defaming me by saying I'm defaming him because I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. We've been through seven, eight weeks of the this incredibly toxic relationship being on trial. They were married for 15 months. It was uh, just a circus from beginning right. to end, it sounds like. They often taped each other to have ammo for various... You, you mean audio, not like masking tape no, no. or duct tape. No, okay. yes, they, they videoed okay. each other. I mean, some people are into that. And or audio taped oh. each other. Mm-hmm. There was, of course, a famous accusation that Amber Heard had, mm-hmm. had defecated in the marital bed. The, uh, the Amber Turd story. Yes, which Johnny Depp said 
she blamed on the dogs, and he said, "Look, I know the size of the dogs poop. Okay, it wasn't it wasn't the dogs." Right, like like you said before, it was it's it's one of those it's like a toy uh, yeah. poodle type yes, small dog, tiny small dog, teacup teacup dog. That's the word I was thinking. So, anyway, we went through eight weeks of explicating all of this and his addictions, which were substantial to alcohol and pills, right. and he but he always copped to the addiction. Yeah, he owned like, it. He's like, yeah, I, yes, he's like, that yeah. is, that's a real thing. Yeah. Which in Hollywood, I would say, like, it's tough to make that the whole basis of your case because everyone Everybody in Hollywood, in Hollywood has Hollywood. a drug problem. Yeah. Not everyone, but yeah. they're half sober and half have a drug problem. We're not shocked. <laughs> that's, yeah. So that was, ba- that was the basis of hers is that he was in this bad state and he did all these terrible things to her. However, on the actual evidence, we have audio tape of her saying that she hit him repeatedly making fun of him for objecting. This is what got me making fun of him for objecting to her hitting him and then saying, Oh, you tell the world, Johnny, you tell the world that you are the victim. Good luck with that. And uh, it turns out he did. That was, that was his play was to tell the world that. Uh, He is a, (laughs) he issued a statement saying that he hopes this will serve as, you know, uh, sort of this beacon of hope for other people, men and women, he says, who yes. are falsely accused because false accusation. That, I mean, that's that's a real thing, you know, and this was in the frenzy of the Me Too right. movement. So, as oh, you know, a lot of people. By the way, I'm, I'm, I, did, I, did all, right. I did all the setting of the table and then I didn't say he won. Yeah, that's right. He won. <laughs> he won a 15 million dollar award. Some of it compensatory, some of it, whatever punitive. the other punitive. She won two. $2 million for one small assertion in there that By his lawyer... By former lawyer, Waldron. Mr. Right, Waldron. that uh, Depp's lawyer had That's right. made. That's right. And uh, so he pretty much... He across walked away bo- with that. Almost yeah, across yeah. the board. Pretty the, solid victory. Yes, the, the punitive is capped in Virginia, I believe, to 350000 So it won't okay. be $5 million, but close to thirteen. Right. Uh, which is good. That, that'll pay his wine bill. Which <laughs> is, for his mega I pints. Mean, yes, the, yeah, for the Jeroboams. The... I mean, the argument that I guess her side was making is also not only that his claims were false, but also that his career has not been hurt by her op-ed, right. but rather by his own by self-destructive his own behavior. behavior. He says that he's been through six years of this. Six years later, the jury gave me my life back. I am truly humbled. My decision to pursue this case, knowing very well the height of the legal hurdles that I would be facing and the inevitable worldwide spectacle into my life was only made after considerable thought. And then it ends with, I think, uh, you know, truth is, truth is forever. Let me, let me ask you this, Mary Catherine. Do you think Amber Heard had a point that the jury was swayed by his movie stardom, his consummate acting skills, his social media I, look, celebrity? I think, I think it is true that he has more of a devoted following than Amber Heard does, right? Mm-hmm. That's People like the Aquaman. True. I'm kidding. True. But she has. She also has all the advantages of a Hollywood ingenue. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. She she's is talented. Very. She is, to some people, convincing on the stand, right? Depending on how much emotion she's she's putting into it. And she is also a powerful person. That's. I will acknowledge yeah. that there's a that there's a difference between them, but I don't think that she was powerless. Protect particularly in 2018 when the entire yeah. industry oh, and the news whole movie media was on her side. All anyone said was believe women, and That's there right. was no room for maybe this story is different. Two other things I wonder about. One is, does she appeal? Right. And uh, again, the ultimate winners in any of these things are the lawyers. 
Of course. There's always work. By on the both way, sides. one of the things too, and I don't. Maybe this is a money thing, but just on basic competence, his lawyers seemed far and above yes. her lawyers. Her lawyers seemed discombobulated, and sort of like they didn't really have a grand plan. Whereas yeah. his very clearly seemed to be like, we're laying out a whole thing oh, here. Yeah. No. So it was it was a production. And if he approached it as an actor would, I mean, it was it was it was it was a, it was flawless. The other thing I wondered is if Depp goes uh, and takes on the Washington Post, you know, what is their responsibility in all this and having published it? But I don't know. I don't know the answer. Defamation suits notoriously difficult. To prove, well, so this is really so. Surprising. And he had to hit an extra hurdle because he is yeah. a public figure. Yeah, public so defaming figure, a public figure is, takes is harder, harder to hit yeah. that, that level. Now, a lot of people point to the UK trial and say, well, this doesn't make any sense because the UK trial said that basically he was guilty of these things. The standard was high. Obviously, it's a different court system because it's the UK. Sure. Higher standard there because they he was trying to go after the newspaper itself. Mm-hmm. So the newspaper itself only had to argue, look, we relied on Amber Heard's account on this yes. and it was reasonable for us to do so. And so hitting that marker was a lot harder mm-hmm. than here. I also think that the judge, from what I've been reading about, the judge in that case relied heavily on the fact that she had donated that money that she had promised to donate to the ACLU and others from her divorce settlement, which it turns out in this trial we found out she did not. She pledged. She, she pledged She it. pledged it. She pledged that, was a, that was a telling moment of the trial when the Depp's lawyer, the, the young woman whose name is escaping me right this second, mm. but she became quite an online sensation. But... Uh, but Amber Heard was saying, look, I pledged the money. She kept trying to use the weasel word pledge because she had not <laughs> given it to them. And she said, but I couldn't give all of it because I was sued by your client, mm. by Johnny Depp. And she says, uh, is, it, is it correct that the timeline is that you had the money from the divorce for 18 months before you were sued? Yeah. And then that was just the end no. of that line of questioning. There were two things that I wondered about and I got answers to. One was where he was staying. I suspected it was the Ritz-Carlton and Tyson's, and it was, uh-huh. as confirmed, by, I believe, by Fox News. And the other thing is, I was making jokes about where he was eating, but I was so surprised that where he ended up was at the Palm in Tyson's. The Palm in Tyson's, which is the, that's where a lot Vic, of- Vic, you got to get us in on these things. I know. <laughs> and that's, don't you have people? I, I don't go to the Palm in Tyson's, I okay? know you that's don't, where, like, but- the exiled, it, the exiled waiters go there. That's what happens. The ones in D.C. On. that get sent to Tyson's. I have some funny stories about this. But he was apparently, they say, eating the, the chicken parm and, and a lot of and red wine. Obviously, he loves red wine. The palm wine list, at least the one in D.C., is pretty extensive. Pricey, right. pricey, but pretty extensive. So he had something to choose from. The chicken parm is an interesting pick. I, 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 I assumed after the, the verdict, he was, of course, up in New... He was in England. Yes, he but was his, off here performing. I said, I said, I think it's time to change up and get the uh, four-pound lobster yes. for the celebration. But, you know... He's probably listening, so... Yes, okay. Veal parm is actually much better, but if you have issues with veal, I understand. So that was my, those are my things. Did you see any witnesses during this time? Did you keep I didn't track? Run, I didn't run into anybody. Very I interesting. I did not... not make an attempt to to stalk anybody she uh, no. i mean she so she brought in ellen barkin but yes. uh, the actress an older she was always the older sexy actress and yes. she dated johnny depp and she did not have nice things to say about right. him as well and his behavior he brought in kate moss yes although i think she was on video also so she wasn't same thing uh, with ellen barkin okay so yeah. uh and and apparent as a character witness mm-hmm. in one of the stories that she told was how they were on vacation maybe in jamaica or somewhere in the caribbean and she slipped 
hurt her ankle and that he carried her down the stairs. Yes, this is a long time rumor and- is that he might have pushed her down these stairs. This is a Hollywood thing. Oh, and so when Amber Heard referenced this in court, I don't know how the what the rules are, but it Depp's lawyer got very excited when Amber Heard mentioned this rumor in court. I think probably because that meant that they could bring Kate Moss into the into the case. And so Kate Moss testified saying, no, 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 that is not what happened. That's never what happened. And then wow. he, he helped me after this fall. Do you think for the jury, do you think there was a particular turning point when they were like, that's it? Well, like so the glove. You well, know? so here's what <laughs> I'm doing a glove thing. You can't see it because you don't have any. I want to be I want to attempt to be fair, perhaps not generous, but fair mm-hmm. to the other side of this, which says. Johnny Depp. There are allegations. Johnny Depp is someone who abused this woman and then used his power in the court system to punish her further. And this is something that I I do think actual victims can be concerned about this, that, that a man who does have the money and the means could take a defamation suit and then make you relive all this and, and drag your name through the mud. However, what this theory doesn't allow for is that maybe his name was the one dragged through the mud, yeah, right? We, right? We have to consider that possibility. So there's a NBC journalist who tweeted this thread about it, and she says, for people who have been studying the misinformation campaign, everything we don't like is a misinformation campaign, around the Depp Heard trial, this verdict is chilling. The success of Depp's redemption arc narrative reveals a lot about our social media platforms and ourselves, a thread of things I learned during Depp versus Heard. Media literacy around this trial was abhorrent. Most people, even if they say they did, did not watch the trial. They watched TikToks and YouTube videos, most of which were biased for a clear economic purpose. That's not the same thing. And what she says is that the the narrative of Johnny Good, Amber Bad, played on social media, and therefore you got more clicks, therefore you got more money, it incentivized more of this content. Mm. Some of that is true. Two things. You know who did watch the whole trial? The jury. Mm-hmm. The jury watched the whole trial. Right. So I think they got a full picture of a very bad relationship and they decided that he was more credible than she was. And that is a real thing that can happen yeah. based on the facts of the case. Uh, I, I imagine the jury was allowed to keep their phones, but I, I wonder about what the uh, restrictions were about having access to, again, social media. If you're on the jury, that would be really Yeah, I think one witness actually was removed because she admitted that she had followed some of the online content about the trial. The other point is, one of the reasons, so this this Kat Tenbarge is her name, Mm -hmm. goes after the independent news sources that were covering this so closely. And many of them were biased in favor Mm -hmm. of Johnny Depp and were very open about that. There was an appetite for that because the entirety of mainstream media was so petrified to say anything other than believe all women, that there was no treatment of the other side. So I think the pendulum did swing toward Johnny Depp online in these independent sources, but there's a reason for that. The field was left completely open. That's right. Because there was no fair dealing with it. Right, right. I'd say there's, uh, I would say one thing is certain that Amber Heard and Johnny Depp can agree on, which is they're probably pretty much done with Fairfax County. I don't know if they'll ever come back. You know what? They might what have if, seen everything there what is What if it see. has a special place in Johnny's heart? Oh, well, heart, in Johnny's you know? heart, he'll always remember. He'll, he'll have good memories associated with Fairfax County. Somebody yeah. who had clearly drafted at some point during the trial and ready, ready to shoot this off said, Amber Heard will always remember this as the day that she almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. I mean, wow. 
come on. You, I mean, that you could just watch the likes yeah. go up. Yeah. yeah. Watch yeah. them go yeah, up. No, they, they send these things up. So, look, I, as perhaps I, perhaps I side with Elon Musk in the end, who says, I hope they can both move on. Who did he say? He said something like, at their best apart, they are amazing people. I'm not sure I buy that, but you know, uh, but I wish but together, right, together, not, it not, was not, not a good scene. Uh, I will read a bit from her, her statement as well. Yes. Disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more bo- disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated it sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. I, again, it does not allow for the idea that a woman, A, could be an abuser, and the primary one, yeah. and that she could be lying. That's, that's what the jury right. weighed. Right. That's what the jury weighed. It's a landmark decision. <laughs> well, and then everybody's like, why does everyone care about this? We're spending too much time on this. I saw a lot of tweets that were like, the fact that I know more about Johnny Depp and Amber right. Heard than Jenny Thomas and Clarence Thomas's crimes is a, a indictment. First of all, you don't know more about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard because this mainstream was this, media. Was this woman English? Was she, <laughs> no, that was my. That was that's lovely. My, that's my blowhard voice. Oh, that's the blowhard voice. It yeah. was lovely, though. You got bonus points. You got bonus points for the accent. Like, you don't know more about it no. because the mainstream, because they were blaming mainstream political. This shows oh, yeah, what's wrong sickening. with mainstream yeah, 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 media. Yeah, right, right. And I'm like, no, no, no. There was like sort of, you know, day-to-day coverage of Johnny and Amber Heard, but in the mainstream political press, this was not a thing no. because they were all petrified to allow for the idea yeah. that someone else could have been in the right here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but now we're having a whole conversation after the verdict about how the, about the misinformation. It's always easier to do this after the fact, but nevertheless. I think you're uh, right. You wanted to set the record straight, or as far as we know, about the teacher in Uvalde. Yes. Okay, so as someone, a friend of mine tweeted yesterday, this story has no bottom. It's very... No. It's very disheartening so in every way possible. So a report came out that the teacher who has been in the narrative given by police in Texas, which has been wrong, I think, six or seven times now, just in in egregious major ways that are obviously meant to cover what actually happened. A teacher was said to have left a door propped open. Look, nobody's like, oh my gosh, it's her fault. But can you imagine the the feeling of that, right? And the whole nation has heard yeah. this. This is a small town. Wanting to zero in on this person. I'm sure that in this small town, everyone has figured out who this was. Yeah. She lawyered up and has said, no, that is not what happened. I went into the school, saw that she saw the guy after he had had the wreck, was alerted that this person was coming with a gun, and closed the door behind her. Kicked the rock away, closed the door behind her. So if that is the case, again, someone is making up stuff or being so egregiously sloppy in telling people what's going on that it's just a sin. And it's now smeared someone who didn't need to be smeared. It is a serious problem that this narrative keeps changing. Yes. And it's called into question the credibility. At this point, everyone has, uh, I think, a credibility issue with the local police and how they handle them, the sheriff and Arredondo. And there's, there's yeah. some question as to how much they are cooperating yeah. in the investigation That's as right. well. That's right. And they, you know, and some members of the media have been trying to sort of catch them in and out. They don't want to, they don't want to talk about it at this point. And, but. I think the big story remains the delay because there's one thing that is true is how long did this play out for? 
and it was for over like 70 minutes. Yeah. And so, I mean, people talk about different ways that this tragedy could have been prevented, and I get it. You want to talk about, you know, whether or not this person should have had access to this gun. Right. You know, uh, some of the signs that they could have, you know, things on social media, right. that, you know, how this person was troubled. But at the end of the day, the big thing still, and at least in my opinion, is the delay. Yes. It was over an hour with kids and teachers inside well, and it's just calling 911. Counter to, counter saying, to everything they're taught to do. That's right. I think it's a new, it's probably a new piece of information for a lot of people that legally the, the police do not have the obligation to protect you in many cases, mm -hmm. which is not a realization, by the way, that leads no. to a lot of people wanting to give up their means of self-defense. Well, that, that, that's right. And there's, so, I mean, this was, there's such a push, and I know people on the other side who get really fed up about it, and they just want to, like, why can't we ban guns, ban this kind of gun? But it's hard to define what this kind of gun is, since the function of the AR-15 is basically the same as a rifle. I mean, yes. there are smaller differences and modifications, but it's not an M16. I mean, it's no, not a it's machine just, gun. it's a semi-automatic yeah. rifle. and they have, you know, arguing about capacity and this and that. But at the end of the day, to actually pull off what, you know, the, the, the kind of radical gun reform efforts that some people want. You, there's only one way to do that. Yes. And that's change I'm, I'm the glad you mentioned that, Vic, because I have a piece in the Daily Beast about how the left should start working on repealing the Second Amendment. That's it. That's I'm what? so glad to have been your muse. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm, the, I'm your post-column muse. No, I Sorry. do think, and I find myself in awkward agreement with Michael Moore on this point. He says, look, mm -hmm. if we really want to make the changes, That's if you want to make Canada-like changes, right? Because there's a lot of Canada, Canada envy going on. A lot. Um, you can't just do that here. And mm -hmm. there's a reason for it, because we have a Second Amendment. And even if you think... I mean, it's written in there, yeah. the infringement, no infringement. So... The right move is to do the very, very hard work of convincing a bunch of people that we need to be rid of this so that we can do Canada-style changes. Mm -hmm. It will take a long time. It will be very hard. I do think it would be a more honest conversation than the one we're having now. Yeah. And it would allow for the possibility, which I, again, it's not my thing, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying, if you want to severely curtail the number of guns in this country, or even slow the rate of growth, which has mm -hmm. been tremendous, particularly over the past two years, and particularly with more diverse communities yes. and among women than yes. ever before, you have to deal with this hard fact mm -hmm. in the Constitution. And even if you think that the problem is not the Constitution, but the interpretation thereof, the remedy remains the same. Yeah. Once that thing's gone, you're, you're good to go. Then you're, you can you're good do whatever you want to do. You're good to Trudeau it. Right. But again, I don't want it gone any more than I want the First Amendment gone, right. which is another benefit our neighbors to the north do not have. But this is how you would do it. By the way, right. something I found out, and you probably know this, nerd. Um, <laughs> well, hold on now. The, the most recent amendment, the 27th, yes. which has to do with Congress's pay, okay. was ratified in 1992. And the way that it came about is that a bunch of a handful of states had ratified ratified it back in like 1789 after it was originally mm -hmm. proposed but not the requisite number of states a guy a sophomore at the university of texas in the 80s wrote a term paper saying i think this is still pending and if it was ratified in a bunch of states then it could be an amendment and his teacher gave him a c and said she was unconvinced by this and he started a grassroots campaign, and that 27th Amendment was ratified in 1992. I did not know that. <laughs> not as big as an earth. It took but, 202 years. Yeah. Wow. But the point being— But the point is— you, 
you can do you it. can push that yeah. boulder mm-hmm. up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might take two hundred and two years. The thing is, I think that if you feel strongly about greater gun, gun control measures, I think you're pretty much aware that repealing the Second Amendment is impossible. <laughs> That's why they're not going to argue that. I mean, I mean, they can say it. I mean, you're absolutely right. That's the, this is the way you do because it's literally in the Constitution. You know, to not well, infringe on the right to bear arms, but you. They know. I mean, I think what many no on, what many on the left would say it. is the quicker path is packing the court, which is probably they're probably correct yeah. about that. But you do have to deal with this part of it, and the the by the rules way to do that would be to do yeah the amendment. And by the way, a lot of things take forty fifty years. Yeah. The 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 fact the pro life movement is Roe on the verge yeah of Roe v Wade being overturned. Nope, nobody thought that was really very possible. I didn't when it started. Yeah. Or even like in the last two years. No. So politics is a is a crazy beast. It and is. I do think, I just think, like, put your money where your mouth is. Some That's of this right. energy could go towards this. That's right. That's right. Anyway. An honest conversation. An honest the conversation. The kind that Joe Rogan would have. <laughs> talking about, did he talk about the Second Joe, Amendment? He did. he did. He stuck up for the Second Amendment this week. By, by the way, he also said he noted that he was surprised that it was the right that stuck up for him in his whole uh his whole censorship battle mm-hmm. with the with the powers that be. It's and a role reversal. Spotify. Here's here's Joe on the Second Amendment. Let's I wrote this thing once that it said this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem, and that's what it is. It's yeah. the, there's there's so many guns. There's more guns than there are people. It's not a. I don't think it's a gun situation, and I don't think you can change the fact that there's. And I don't think it's wise to take the guns away from the people and leave all the power to the government. We see how they are even with an armed populace. They still have a tendency towards totalitarianism. And the more increased power and control you have over people, the easier it is for them to do what they do. And there's a natural inclination when you are a person in power to try to hold more power and acquire more power. And it's never, there's never an inclination to give more power back to the people, to give more freedoms back to the people. Freedom's loss are rarely regained. Speaks to my libertarian soldier, Rogan. Yes. I saw on social media uh, a critic, it might have been one of the late night comedians, but talking about, you know, do, do you like talking about Republicans and how stupid they sound because they're saying that this was really caused not by the guns, but rather by video games and mental health and supposedly not going to church as if that has anything to do with it, you know, and they just they dismiss this as, as a joke, right. but it really does. No, I do think it, it, it is certainly a more holistic yeah. problem than I think either side says right yeah 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 sure it is a more holistic problem and i i i take actually i believe it was um maybe sarah haynes on the view made the point that when it comes to discussing this issue democrats say it's the guns and then they offer legislation republicans say it's mental health but do they offer any Mm. legislation or solutions for that and i i think that is a fair take because it's very tricky again for me the liberty part of this overrides a lot of it because you, people get very cavalier about red flag laws and all this. Yeah. When we were when we are talking about people who have mental illness, the vast, 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 vast majority of them are not dangerous, mm-hmm. and have the right, the constitutionally enshrined right yeah. to this thing. To deprive them of it, you need to hit a very, very high bar. Yeah. So there are complications with that, just as there are with gun control. But I do think being proactive about trying to figure out where those lines are yeah. is part of the solution. That's right. And it's, it's very hard. That's right. It's That's very right. hard. Um, 
we got it. We got a, a nice kicker here. We do a spicy, a spicy kicker. A spicy take. I gotta, I gotta talk to you about hot food in general. I'm gonna get your take just Please. on on the spicy Please. food. So this is a California man put his love of spicy food to the limit when he broke a Guinness World Record by downing three Carolina Reaper chili peppers in 8.72 seconds. Carolina Reapers are like mm-hmm. the highest it's on the on scale, Scoville, right? On the Scoville scale, yeah, it's up there. Gregory Foster took on the record for fastest time to eat three Carolina Reaper chilies at the Seaport Shopping Center in downtown San Diego, scenic, and ended up eating six of the super hot peppers when his first attempt was disqualified. Oh, oh no. my gosh. How would they disqualify it? I don't know, but that's even more amazing. Was it like, had it have to do with the stems? What, what happened? That's terrible. Foster's second attempt ended in 8.72 seconds, successfully taking the record from Canadian pepper fan. That's right. Go America. Canadian <laughs> pepper fan, Mike Jack, who ate three Carolina Reapers in 9.72 seconds. I, I suppose, you know, it's, I imagine it's doable if you're just going to swallow them whole. I mean, it, w- you will pay a price. Well, he says he but. chewed. Oh. In practicing for an attempt like this, it's more about, I don't believe this. In practicing for an attempt like this, it's more about mechanics and muscle memory. So I timed <laughs> myself eating small sweet peppers to get the chewing and swallowing down to automatic responses, I guess. But then wouldn't the automatic response be just totally blown and, out of the and, water by the spiciness. I was going to say anaphylaxis, you know, like your yeah. throat would just swell up and your tongue and your throat. <sighs> now, I think possibly over time you could train your body to be, I mean, but you're you're introducing a, basically a kind of a toxin into your body and that's why your body is reacting this way. Right. That's why you sweat because it's trying to sweat out these, and there are, there are actually health benefits to very hot peppers, but in general, the body's reaction to it is that. Right. And I think that would take time to acclimatize your in, your internals to a hot pepper. I, I for example, for example, I remember my my German host mother many years ago and she said she and her daughter they went out to the southwest right. of America. Mm-hmm. And they had quote quote unquote Mexican food. Okay. And I just I remember what she said, which was, she, it was like, it burned, she said, and the word she said in German, wie Feuer, which is like, like fire. It was like <laughs> fire, right? And I was like, you, that's it. You don't have to tell me more than that. But I'm sure it was just mild Mexican. Like by our standards, right, right, right. it was like Tex-Mex. Yes. But for a German, oh my gosh. You no, know, it's so, all so you could, relative, yes. Right. Um, you, you, so you have hot pepper. Where so do you I'm, stand on all So this? I'm not a huge spicy food person. Really? But I enjoy, I enjoy it in small Doses. I'm just not like, I'm not one of these thrill seekers who's okay. looking for like, you know, on the menu, I don't need three chili peppers next to something. I just want the one, one or two is fine. That's fine with me. Because I think once it gets too hot for me, the flavor is overtaken. And I prefer the, the hotness just to add a little to the flavor, to the to the whole bouquet. As a, as a younger person, I was immature about this and did not realize how much extra spice could add to the flavor. Yes. And so I, I grew into that, but I haven't gone too far. I will say, however, that in general, I have a stomach of steel, so I could you take could. Mm-hmm. spicy foods. Mm-hmm. I have a very the stomach's very really not the issue, though. Stomach and digestion situation. <laughs> uh, so I get drawn to the peppers, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's also because I I suffer from waiter peer pressure. And so right. like, if I'm friendly, like at our Thai, Thai restaurant and Air, who is the Laotian sort of waiter, says, oh, you can handle that, you know, then I'll be like, <laughs> oh, sure I can. And then I'm sweating from my head. Our friend Dan Halper, Dan Halper loves. He'll just go for hot it. Spice. So like I've been with him where we ordered ghost pepper beef 
and you know they slice the ghost pepper, which used to be on the top. That yes. ruled the ghost, Scoville skin yes. right before Carolina Reaper. And they will slice the ghost pepper into the beef, and you eat it together. And like my head like is truffle, sweating, like truffles of of yes, ghost pepper truffles, shaved into truffles there. of death. And my head is sweating, <laughs> and and yet I can't stop. It's like it's like I, it's pain and pleasure at the same. Yeah, time. Yeah, it's a little bit addictive when you get into you, that it, cycle. It, you do. Yeah. It's very true. The one thing is, I'll, I'll mention this: is I did have once. I've, I've had Scotch bonnets. They're like when I was in Grand Cayman, because that's also way up on the Scoville skillet. It's extremely spicy. But I did have a Carolina beef jerky once. It was in Cape May. Okay. I bought it from a place called the Beef Jerky Experience. Because how could you not? I mean, you want to go there. Right? Yes, if you, you were there, wouldn't you want to go to a yes. store that said the be- experience? Yes. The mm-hmm. experience. So I got it. It hurt my stomach. I mean, it upset my – I was kind of embarrassed that I like it really upset my oh. stomach. <laughs> But, yeah, you got to uh, be careful. You do. This you it's do. it's a young person's game. A lot of that. <laughs> no, a lot of that. I'm, I'm uh, still by the going. way, the Carolina I'm Reaper, just by the numbers, has an average of one million six hundred forty one thousand one hundred eighty three Scoville heat units, compared to twenty five hundred to eight thousand for an average jalapeno. Yes. That's a lot different. Yeah, the Reaper. Like I said, it upset my yikes. Stomach. Yikes. Well, so just advice to readers who get tempted, and, and you know, I mean. We're professionals. Yeah, I mean. So, you know, don't <laughs> getting, try this at getting home, hammered kids. Inve- getting hammered investigates. Not really, though. I'm right. not going to do No, it's thing. like in the small print, you should, though. You by know. the way, when you are in an emergency situation yes. that you have brought upon yourself, you drink milk, not water, right? That's right. Water doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 and, it, and again, you just have to deal with the consequences. Three words for you. Fire down below. <laughs> that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victory Mattis. I am MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack, MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for following us through the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. It was a trial. It was a, <laughs> it was a whole thing. And uh, happy summer to you all. If you are getting to the, to the beginning of it, as you, as, you, as you get those kids back home, have some activities planned, you know? Or you know what? Don't. Let them be bored. Board is good for them. They find new things to do. They will find new things to do. Yeah. I'm not in the business of telling you to do more things. Don't do that. All right. That's my philosophy. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. <laughs>